Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, so we have been sitting here just laughing and giggling over absolutely nothing, talking about what we did over the Christmas break, and I... Which, I gotta say, Christmas seems like such a long time ago. Here it is January 5th, and it just seems... I don't know. It always does that every year, though. Yeah. It, you know, once it's over, it's like, like the world, like, you know, no more Christmas music. Everybody, you know, starts taking. But I still have Christmas decor up. My tree's down. Yes. But I'm, I'm very up. proud of you that your tree is down. And we were af- a- actually laughing because I had to be out yesterday. And when I came home, my husband is one of those that strong A-type personality that when we're done with Christmas, we are done with Christmas. It is over. So he took On to the New Year. everything off of the tree and put the tree away, which was awesome. I just love him to death. But, however, a <laughs> long pause, everything now is all over my floor. So I'm, I'm not really sure. Is it if organized it, on your floor? Ah, <laughs> oh, no. It's but a pile. It is a huge pile, which is so sweet, like I said, that he took the initiative to, you know, that's one step towards getting it yeah. done. But I'm in total denial. I just can't. I'm not ready to put all this away. But I guess he figured that's one way of making me put it away right. when you have to clear a path to walk through it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you look at it. Yeah. So now I'm highly motivated. Okay. Well, that works. That's one way to get you. So to get motivated. tell us what you did over the Christmas break. Okay. But before we get too far into our break, I know I, I got to remind everyone that you're listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on a new year and 2017. Here we go. Where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And hopefully we're going to be like really involved in going into 2017 that you'll see some some goals and some how-tos to take on 2017. But we, before we get into that, tell us what you did on your break because you... This was a unique break for me. Yes. A really a unique. Very I did exciting. something I've never done before and... Well, I went, and you, you know, my journey in getting there, it was kind of like, um, I got, so I get invited, um, to go, um, and I didn't even know what I was going to look like. That's what the crazy thing to go to the Sudan. Well, and it was crazy because this all started, I, I just think it's so amazing how God has his hand and orchestrates when we allow him to, right. when we're asking him to be a part of his adventure. And this goes back to way back when you were at the prayer conference. So it didn't just all of a yeah, sudden the national prayer breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's interesting because I, I, you know, this, this, um, this opportunity came up to go to the Sudan and to be with a few, I didn't even know who was going there. I, I did know, um, some friends who would, would, would be meeting me there, but besides them, I didn't know. And nobody knew that was the, that was the interesting thing. Nobody knew what they were going to. Everybody knew the guy that was organizing it. And he said, come, I want to be a part of, and it was basically a part of peace and development for Sudan. 
Mm. And I think a lot of times when we hear the name Sudan, the country, we just, you know, we go to a, a dark place. And I didn't even know where to go, really. I mean, I, I think of war. Mm-hmm. I think of Lost Boys of Sudan. Well, especially because with the Lost Boys of Sudan, the last time when we were actually going to go to Sudan was years ago, five yeah. years, six yeah. years, seven years ago. Yeah. And that is, we couldn't even get in because right. of that. I mean, there was this major crisis taking place. It was all about when the Boys of Sudan, it was happening in all these refugee camps. So we have this, this perspective definitely this other perception of right. what it looks like and what's going to happen when you get there. Right. Well, I, you know, and, and I went, I, I felt like I was supposed to go. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd really prayed about it. It wasn't like a blind thing. My husband was totally supportive of my family because I had to leave the next morning after Christmas. So talk about wild. It's like when I came home on new year's Eve, like literally one in the morning on the first, um, I hadn't been home since Christmas day. So it was, it was kind of surreal and kind of bizarre, but, um, I just felt led and called to, to, to go there and experience this. And it literally took me almost two days to get there. It was a crazy ride. And when I got there, I didn't even know what I was going to be doing. But I got to tell you, I fell in love with the people. Mm. And, and the country is actually, it's very pretty in, in places. And the Nile River runs through it. And we went to the Red Sea one day. And it was spectacular. You know, you hear these things and we have this imagery. Uh, but, you know, it, it's we met people that are, are tired of war mm-hmm. and um, they, they're tired of the fighting and they just want peace and they love their country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, it, what was interesting to me is so much of Sudan has an African culture to it. I was thinking more Middle East, mm-hmm. but it's very much African, which, you know, I love all yes, the dances, yes. the drums and the singing. And so I was in, I was just in heaven with all that, but it was, um, it was amazing the people and how they were so welcoming. So we we went um, a small delegation of us, and we took part in two day conference for peace and development. And so they wanted to hear from different people um, some strategies and some ideas on how to really develop their country under the umbrella of peace. Mm-hmm. And since it's been kind of torn up from war, all these years of war, and so it's like. How do we develop our country and thrive? Mm-hmm. And so they're very open to conversation. Um, and we were with leaders of the country. And so it was amazing. And diplomats and ambassadors. Yeah, it was really yeah. amazing. And so, it's, you know, it goes with anything. Once you meet somebody, it just dissolves the fear mm-hmm. and the other mentality. And you're like, you know, these are people that want what I want, mm-hmm. you know, um, by and large. And so it was just, it was a fascinating experience. It was a whirlwind. I, I came home, I left on a Monday morning, got home, like I said, at midnight on Saturday. And I think I slept in a bed twice that whole mm. week. The rest of the time was on planes and in, you know, in between. And I went a couple of nights without sleep, sleeping through and well, we always so, say you're going to sleep when you die, sleep yeah. when you get to heaven. And yeah, true. but I'm feeling it this week. <laughs> I'm at the jet lag a little bit, but then I'm getting ready to get on a plane um, in two days and go to Lebanon and Jordan. Yeah. Yes. So that'll be cool. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's kind of, kind of crazy, but that was what I did on my, my, um, Christmas break. Well, I was, I mean, this is just, you know, me, my, my mind goes down a different track when, when you think of how we Americanize everything and with our, uh, our terms of conferences and how we, uh, lingo and, you know, make, if we were doing a conference on peace and development, 
you know, we have to do extreme, you know, peace out or, uh, you know, radical, radical development for in a catalyst jump or, you know, something. Yeah. And I'm looking through your pictures and there's this huge banner that says peace and development conference. (laughs) It's like, Oh, that's exactly what What you said you were going to do over there. And, uh, and they have a banner to prove that that's why you're there. (laughs) You know, we want a conference that says orange and we have no idea, you know, Yes. what we're going to do at the Orange Conference, right. but we did know there, you were going over there for peace, peace and, and development. development. So I love that. I, I just, that's, uh, just made me laugh when I saw those. Well, pictures. and you had weddings. I did. And you had your, your family utopia. I did. I, I love, I love my little utopia. And, uh, the, the funny thing about, you know, you were over there with no sleep traveling for, you know, 18 hours nonstop or well, even 18 hours plus. And just how we, and that, that's why we wanted to start out January with this show of our next, next guest is going to be talking about just that getaway, having that, that time where you can really rejuvenate and, and breathe in God, because it's easy through the holidays. You get so caught up. And I was laughing. I was telling you yesterday, I was going, you know, five miles an hour or a hundred miles an hour. And I had on my entire outfit and I was halfway to where I needed to go yesterday. And I realized I was in my house slippers. I was completely dressed. (laughs) And then I had, why doesn't this surprise me? Not house slippers. They are like zebra moccasins with bright fuchsia. Of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) You know, and this is what's sad is that I didn't turn around to go change. I just kept going because I thought I don't have, I don't have to, I had to go back and put my shoes on. And so I, I called my sister and said, I may or may not have my, you know, zebra slip house slippers on right now with my outfit. And we started laughing so hard, but she told me a story how she was getting her son ready and had to take him to a, a birthday party. And she was meeting all these new moms for the first time because she was starting her son in a new school. And she went out the door barefoot. And you know oh, how when they're yeah. younger, you have yeah, to walk yeah, yeah. them up to the house. Yes. You, can't, you can't just boot them out and oh, go, my you're on your own. So she goes, I had to go up there. And it, it was a connector. Yeah. Because here she's standing barefoot going, I meant to put my shoes on, but it didn't <laughs> quite happen. <laughs> and how many people have had those stories? So um, through all of that chaos, I just thought, you know what? Someone's going to look at me and go, oh, I bet you she broke her foot. Or yeah. maybe she has some foot issues. She had to wear those slippers and hopefully they, they gave me, you know, grace when they saw what a weirdo I I look like. Or a very comfortable weirdo. Yes. In your slippers. It is so easy to do that. I I left one time in my pajama pants because I had them on just comfy before I was going to finish getting dressed. Yeah. And I went out the door and I got in the car and I drove down the street and I'm like, no, I might need to go back and now you're just totally hipster. Cause that's, that's kind of a charming thing to be all dressed. It doesn't look hipster on me. It doesn't look hipster on me. Kind of throw one little like hipster thing in there, you know, it's like, yeah, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It looks like you forgot something. (laughs) (laughs) One, one of this outfit doesn't look like the other. Yes. Yes. Well, we are ready to run into a new year. Um, and I know a lot for a lot of people, they're like, 2016 was tough. It was tough in our country. Mm-hmm. It was tough on some personal levels and, and just a tough year. And I've talked to several people that are like, I am so ready to put 2016 behind mm-hmm. and ready for a new year. So um, I think everybody's ready for a new year, a new start, kind of recalibrate, 
kind of hit the the reset button and you know and like what what do you want to reset what mm-hmm. do we want to you know focus on and i think um that's a it's a, always a good time of the year and you know we set the goals that we do for like a week and then we forget about them you know um the gyms are full for a week and yes. and all that kind of stuff but what is sustainable you know what is something that's really doable that you can one little thing that you can just kind of tweak and to make a difference as we as we go into a new year. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back with our first guest, and, who's an author and a life coach. And we have lots to talk about, don't we? Yes, we do. You're listening to Girlfriend It Radio with Patty and Lisa, and we're going to be right back after this quick break. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. I am not an advocate of eating fast food. With a little planning and self-control, you can skip the fast food restaurants and keep to your low-calorie, healthy eating. But I also know that the holidays are hectic, and many more Americans opt to eat fast food because of time crunches. If that's you, be mindful of what you are ordering. First, choose water instead of soda. That one decision can drastically cut the calories. Second, be aware of what you are eating. Just because it's a salad doesn't mean it's healthy or low calorie. Many have fried chicken, bacon, or are loaded with cheese. Some fast food restaurants offer healthy choices like yogurt, oatmeal, veggie subs, and turkey wraps. Look for meals under 350 calories. Take time to study the menu and make good choices. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are so excited to have Letitia Suk. She's an author and a life coach who is passionate about helping women create a purposeful life and experience the fullness that God offers. She writes about intentionality, which you and I, we are so big on that, Lise. We actually, we say it all the time, be intentional, be intentional. And then we always have to do a double check on each other Mm -hmm. to go. Are we being intentional? (laughs) But uh, Letitia is the author of Get Away with God, That Every Woman's Guide to a Personal Retreat. And we thought, what a great way to start out the new year. 
in the, just like you said, Lise, pushing that reset button. But um, I will have to mention, but I, actually, I will say welcome, Letitia. How are you before I get into my, my long, drawn-out story of something that Lisa made me think about? So how are you today? <laughs> well, I am wonderful here in 10-degree Chicagoland, so I don't know oh. how it is up there, but it is definitely January here. Yes. Lisa was just in the airport for six hours there in Chicago. So yeah, and it was cold. Uh (laughs) She got to see it through the windows. (laughs) Well, I I just, you know, was saying, Letitia, I'm so excited to to hear more about your tips on the the getaway with God, because even, um, Lisa, when you mentioned, you know, 2016 has been a hard year for a lot of people. I I don't know. Sometimes I realize how simple-minded I am, because there there are several times when you will make a comment like, oh, that's a sacrifice. You know, friends are a sacrifice. Being married, and I'll go, really? Because <laughs> I just don't, I don't think that deeply, I guess, where I go, oh, was that a sacrifice? And I just now I was like, oh, was 2016, was that tough? And where were you in the fall? Exactly. You know, where I go, oh yeah, that's right. The elections, you know, I had crazy things happen with my kids. And um, I guess I, I might be a little bit in denial or it's that ignorant Ignorance and bliss. Yes, yes. You're very intentional with that. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, first of all, I want to start out just by asking you what brought you to this point where you felt like God was calling you to write this book? Well, God um, called me to write the book long after I started taking my own personal retreats, which started, gosh, uh, I hate to say it, but almost 40 years ago was was the first Mm -hmm. time that I. I decided when you, uh, when you were like ten, you discovered that. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I was really four. Yes, as, a, but... <laughs> as a child, child prodigy in personal retreats. <laughs> I know. I was really good at listening to God from uh, from my babyhood. But um, well, what happened uh, way back then was that I, um, like many of you, were uh, at a church retreat. I mean, we go to church retreats. That's what. Um, but many of us just um, are in a regular rhythm of, of doing that now and then when they pop up. So I was at a church retreat, and I, it was a great retreat. I don't remember, you know, much about who, you know, who spoke or what they said, but, I, you know, it was a good time like, like they usually are. But I, you know, they, and at this retreat they gave us maybe like 20 minutes of free time. Maybe it was longer than that, but it felt like 20 minutes. I thought, oh, 20 minutes of free time, you know, so many possibilities, right? But I decided to, to take a walk through the facility, and while I was there, I, I stopped by the book area, of course. I'm always drawn to the book area, and, and they had a little brochure there about the retreat center, which said private retreats available, and boy, did that intrigue me, like, oh, you mean I could come back here, like, all by myself and have, have my own retreat, and what would that be like, but you know, pretty soon the 20 minutes was over. I was back at the group retreat, but but I brought that brochure home with me. And a few, gosh, maybe weeks, months, wasn't that long afterwards, and I was at that place again. I'm sure you I can identify where, oh, God, what, you know, I need an answer about this, or I need some some definition here. I need some direction, kind of that, you know, the, the issues change, but the questions stay the same. And mm-hmm. I was in that place, so... Um, and then I remembered private retreats available, so I pulled out the, the brochure and and as soon as I looked at it, I immediately began to disqualify myself. Oh my gosh, I'm not holy enough to do this. I wouldn't know what 
to do anyway. Uh, I this is for really spiritual superstars, not somebody ordinary like me. But but somehow I managed to push through that and call and just say, okay, I'd like to come to a private retreat and you know, like I did it all the time. And um, and they said, sure. When are you going to come? And it was so easy to make that reservation. And after that, I thought, okay, now what? But mm-hmm. um, the details began to fill in. And, and I can say it was a leap of faith to go that first time, not really certain what it was going to be like. You know, was I going to get bored being there? Or was I just going to, like, get sleepy the whole time and just take a long nap? Which I think can be fine sometimes. But as I got there, uh, the schedule began to emerge. Well, I think I'm going to do this first. And after that, I think I'm going to do that. And and the, the time just flew by. But it really imprinted me that there is so much value in getting that time away with God that um, I just put another one on the schedule and just kind of kept going back and doing them year after year in, in many seasons of life. I had no children at the time. Um, I ended up with four kids. Now I have grandchildren, and I'm still taking these, these personal retreats. Mm. Did you find it hard um, to be able to settle? I mean, it, it's... I found that I get bored with myself and mm-hmm. I get, I'm easily distracted and, and I totally agree in, in personal, you know, the personal time and, and I do that. Um, but it, it's a hard discipline. I think when you, to start to practice that. It, it is, and it can be challenging, but I think that's, that God's okay with that, that he's okay with us kind of like, okay, checking our watches. Okay. Now what am I going to do next? So, mm-hmm. Um, and just to rest in that, to know that you're hanging out with God and that it's okay if you don't have every minute planned. It's okay if you just lay down and take a nap or take a walk and that he is just pleased with our, hey, I want to spend some time alone with you because that is his desire for us, certainly, that he desires that first. He wants that time alone with us, and we respond to that desire. Well, you know, it's interesting. Years ago, I used to um, put together our women's retreats for um for our church and for another organization that I was a part of. And um, I came out of the background of youth ministry. My husband was a youth pastor. So we did Uh-oh. retreats and I felt, I felt called to do the women's retreat. When my uh-huh. husband became the senior pastor. And um, so it was one of those, okay, how do I bring the elements of youth ministry into this? And then some different elements. So one of the elements um, I brought in was we did an hour alone with God. And I just remember when I first introduced that, and it was a challenge for me, and I, I, I thought this would be cool because so many times you experience these retreats and you're go, 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 and you actually go, I, I, I didn't really have time to absorb it. And so I thought, let's give everybody an hour and, and then in kind of some directions, like here's how you can use it, here's some things to read um, during that time. And <clears throat> so I just kind of set it up and I and, – you know, it's like, okay, we make appointments with other people and we carve out that time. So we're going to carve out this time alone with God. So go out in the woods or go find a spot and here's the props, you know, to do it. And at first you could see women's eyes like an hour in prayer alone. Because so many women, it's like, I, I don't know if I can do this. And you could just see their eyes. But then, then when they'd go do it, when they'd come back, they're like, oh my gosh, that went by so fast. I can't believe how cool that was. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have, Patty and I discovered, you have to create the place and give them permission to step into it. And because it's like, they're not going to necessarily create that, you know, one hour and they're not going to necessarily step into it. But when you go, everybody, it's it's carved out for you and we're sending you out. 
they step uh-huh. into it and they discover like, wow, that was really pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I laugh because I remember the first time my, my brother, he's a pastor and he wanted to just do a retreat with God alone. And he, he went on a three day retreat. And the very first day it's exactly what you said, Letitia, how you're it's like, okay, what does that day look like? In the first five minutes, you're looking at your watch going, huh? (laughs) Yeah, he did it. Yeah, a silence. And it was funny because there was no cell phones. You didn't have TV. I mean, when when people And your brother's a total extrovert. Yeah. To go on a silence (laughs) retreat would be painful. He is. Wow. So he went out in the woods with his cell phone and was, because there was no service where he was, and was climbing up the hill but trying to find (laughs) cell phone service to call me. And he finally got it. And he was like... I'm supposed to be on this three days and I'm dying. But then since then he's, he's been back and it makes me think of, I I love your question there where it's like, should I fast? Will it cost a lot of money? You know, what should I do? And Uh for those who have not done this, uh, yeah, don't, don't mix fasting and, (laughs) you know, cause you're kind of fasting away from people. At that time, mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't have to be this. Well, ease into it. Painful experience. I think we, we yeah. have to go extreme, and then we then and then we don't want to repeat it. Make it, but it's a beautiful, yeah. yeah, beautiful experience with something you, and you God. would look forward to. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and they're so beneficial when you do, mm-hmm. you know, and finally give you yourself that time and, and kind of set the stage, like bring, like bring some books or bring some things. So you, you're prepared for it. A journal. And well, we just have a couple minutes and I just want to know, like when you had your first personal retreat, what was your aha moment when you walked away? My aha moment, I think was just the, that being intentionally alone with God like that, that, um, so many things can happen in that space. And I and I, I can't I mean each retreat has had a different takeaway and I would say, gosh, I've probably taken sixty of them by now. And and you know, some of them were more like you know, mountaintop experiences and others, you know, felt more just kind of like, you know, spending a, a, a day with, with a friend or a spouse and just that casual comfortableness. So it's it's important to not to have this huge expectation of oh my gosh and I've got to hear God I've got to get the direction for the rest of my life although that certainly might happen there too but to just to recognize that in that space things will happen and you probably won't know what they're going to be until you get there and you actually as you leave you might not know exactly well what what can I clearly define what happened but it will emerge the fruit from that time will emerge, show up in your life and and be transforming. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I think if you go into it with the expectation and anticipation Mm -hmm. that, you know what, I am going to be God and I'm going to hear from God and you Mm -hmm. open yourself up and, you know, prayerfully go into and even have other people pray for you Uh as you go into that time, I think is significant. And then they're part of your journey um, and your personal retreat. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about some steps and some ways to really practice, to really get the best and to really enjoy that personal time. We'll be right back. Great. 
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's Virgin Do you talk to yourself out loud? It's nothing to be embarrassed about. Henry David Thoreau once said, Thinking is only the process of talking to yourself, otherwise known as autolalia. Einstein said that talking to yourself is a sign of intelligence. Studies show students who talk to themselves in school do better. And adult studies show that talking to yourself actually improves your memory, boosting your brain power. Talking to yourself can help you avoid being a kitchenheimer. You know, when you walk into the kitchen and forget what you are going to do? What's a word for the tendency to forget why one has gone somewhere? Destinasia. One advantage of talking to yourself is, at least you know someone is listening. It's Marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are so excited to be talking to our guest, Letitia Sook, the author of Get Away with God, the Every Woman's Guide to Personal Retreat. And Letitia is a life coach who is passionate about helping women create a purposeful life and experience the fullness that God offer, authors. <laughs> offers. God is the author, though, I will say. Yeah, yeah. And she authored the book <laughs> that offers the tip. <laughs> But you should do radio. <laughs> I should. In in good okay, just on a side note to that, when you say you should do radio, I just was at a wedding this weekend and we were in this beautiful manor and I said manor and I it's just ongoing. Like after you say a word when everybody's looking at you and it's like, okay, that didn't sound right in my head. <laughs> but but I didn't know them well enough for them to correct me. But then afterwards you go what would even make me say Maynard? <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. But uh, you offer in your book a menu of retreat types. And so will you give us some of those those options of, of that menu? Sure. I, I do. And I, I do offer a menu of three different types, and I'll tell you about those, but it's not like those are the only three types you can do. So I do encourage whoever's coming along just to to find a theme, and you can certainly choose one of my themes, or you can find your own theme. So, But again, I, I want to clarify, it's not limited to three, but the, um, the first of, of them is what I call the Rest and Restoration Retreat. And 
many times uh, we are just so weary, especially young moms, but um, I'm not a young mom anymore, and I still get weary. So it's, uh, I think we can all identify with kind of just kind of at the, at the end of our resources. And often to go away and just to spend that time resting with Jesus, to getting filled up, to getting restored, without trying to do any heavy-duty listening or planning or making any decisions, but just to to fall into that rest. And I take the analogy from 1 Kings 18, the story of Elijah. And after Elijah did his triumphant um Oh, the whole miracle with the uh, the prophets of the Baal and the fire coming down and, and all that. And it was probably the pinnacle of his prophetic career. And after that, he was wiped out. And what did God do? He didn't give him another assignment. Okay, now we're going to go do this. He took him away and he put him to sleep. And he woke him up and fed him and then he put him back to sleep. And and then there was some more food. And when Elijah was rested and restored, he was able to carry on. So sometimes that's just a, a starting place, is just to come away with me and get some rest, which is what Jesus said to the apostles, certainly more than once. So, And that kind of retreat might involve a lot of naps. It might involve just taking walks, just um, quieting our souls. But if you want something a little bit more interactive, you might try a listening retreat. And a listening retreat is we um, we all have so many times, okay, speaking for myself, but I think it's pretty common where, oh, my gosh, God, could I just have an answer? Could I just get some really clear direction? And, and knowing God, um, I've walked with God long enough to know that it's, it's quite common for him not to give us an exact answer at the exact time that we want it, although that can happen too. But when we come away to listen, that might involve listening through scriptures, doing some Bible study, listening through a book we might feel directed to read, listening just by sitting and, and it's okay, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. As, um, as in the book of Samuel. So a listening retreat is, is often when you really feel like you are at a point where you need some direction, and so you come away to spend that time with God to get it. The, the well, third type that I – okay, question? Oh, no, keep going. Okay, the third type was what I – call it a planning retreat. And many women that I know are taking planning retreats right now because it's the beginning of the new year. The holidays are are over or almost over. And so you're, okay, well, now what? And the now what question is on so many people's lips right now. Well, now what? What is 2017 going to look like? And so we want to come away to, to do some planning, to set some goals. And that can happen at any time of the year. It doesn't have to be a January thing, but I do find it's more common right now. So kind of like laying out the pieces of our lives in front of us, like we clean out our purses. And do we want more of this? Do we want less of this? What do we want to add? What do we want to take away? And and to do some, some planning. And Yes, we can do that at home, but it's much more easily facilitated when we are away from the distractions of home. So those are the three menu off options that I offer, often just to get somebody out the door. And once and I find time and time again women, well, I thought I was going to plan, but I ended up just resting, and, and that's all good. Hmm. Well, the fact that we're using the word retreat – Um, most people think of it as I have to go somewhere and I have Mm -hmm. to, you know, be 
at an overnight or, you know, go to a hotel or to a cabin and mm-hmm. actually get away. And I, I think like I was looking at, at Lisa, why you were talking about how God actually put him down, like <laughs> made him sleep because <laughs> I love that he, he was there. He, he witnessed this whole miracle of the fire and he was completely wiped out. And Lisa has been, you know, traveling across the world with this peace and development in Sudan. And now she's oh, leaving again yeah. to go to Lebanon on Saturday. And oh, you, wow. all you can do is unpack and pack. You're in that uh-huh. place of, okay. And I know there's a lot of moms and a lot of our listeners out there are in that stage of life where it's like, yeah, that's, that's fine and dandy. If you really truly have this time to, <laughs> to go sit in front of the fireplace and have your, you know, kumbaya moment with God. But right now yeah. I'm just trying to get my kids, you know, other shoe. And uh-huh. I was so trying to get the right shoes on my own. Yeah. You're trying to get, Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was just laughing because I just talked to a mom where she asked me, you know, did you ever, were you so exhausted that you just put a towel on top of the bed after you wake up in the middle of the night because your kid came in because they pottied, you know, all over the uh-huh. bed? And she's like, yes, yes, I've been there. We've all done that where you don't take the time to take the sheets off. You're just like, here, lay on the towel. You're good to go. So. Uh-huh. What would be your tips for this person that's in, in this part of their, their life where they're, they're not going to have that actual retreat experience? Well, I would, I would encourage each of them to really seek God about that first because sometimes, even in the midst of all that craziness, he may indeed say, no, I want you to come away. So I think rather than saying there's absolutely no way I can do that, it's important to ask that question first. Are you inviting me to come away, and what could that look like? Mm-hmm. And I think that God can surprise us many, many times with, okay, look ahead next week. You can clear this day. You can do that then. So I think it's important to to start there because getting away doesn't have to be um, a hotel. It, it can be, I mean, I, I took a number of retreats just at a friend's empty house while she was working downtown because that space was available and it was free and it worked for me. So um, I've taken retreats outside by just walking through some forest preserves and going to some public areas. So I think God, if God invites us to retreat, he's got the details planned. So to check with him first, is this a go-away retreat, which I, I really encourage us you know, to go away as much as we can because the distractions of home can really pull us away again and again from that time with God. But on the other hand, we may feel like there's no way I can stay at home and do this. And we may come to him and he may say, yes, I will show you how. So start with asking the question, where should I have this retreat? Rather than just make an assumption, I can't go away or I can't stay home. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think, you know, it's a, it's a practice. And I think once you start, you don't know what you're missing until uh-huh. you start, you know, practicing and, and really participating and joining God in that. And just looking at it, it's like, and sometimes, you know, you kind of like, okay, God, who do I need you to be today? I need you to be daddy. All right. Uh-huh. I just need you to be a, a really good friend right now. I need uh-huh. you. you know, and it's like, what, what are you needing from God at that point? Uh-huh. And just sitting with him in that space. And just be still listening and letting him 
you know, be that to you. And I think, and it, it makes us more aware of our own self and what we need from God and our own relationship with God and how we see God. And I think so many times we, we have a, a distorted view of God, either, either from our past or, you know, some wounds or, you know, somebody in the church has done something and we project that onto God. And so a lot of times we just need to sit and get, get right with God and who just really come to him and go, I really do believe you're a good, good father. I really believe you're a good, loving God. Mm-hmm. And just you know, sometimes it's even just sitting in that place and getting that kind of recalibrated mm-hmm. with him. Well, I, I love your tip on, you know, duh, asking God, you know, what does this look like? You know, actually, that's a novel idea. Yeah. You know, imagine that. We always talk about that. Are you grabbing the maidservant here? I mean, even in that, you're trying to figure out, like you said, get a hotel and, it's pretty crazy what God will come up with in creative yeah. ways that you can have that that time that you might not have even thought of. And I would even challenge just as you start 2017, waking up, and I know this is crazy and, and people are going to throw tomatoes, but waking up 30 minutes earlier. And I know that's hard for, you know, you can have moms that are saying, okay, I'm, I'm barely getting the eight hours right now and there's not enough coffee in the day. Um, they're, you know, nursing or, or whatever, but using, I or love 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I know. I, um, I have to, I, you know, a story I want to tell. I just, I got, I have to just share this because this is Patty and, and this is our differences. She loves to work out because she gets this endorphin release and I, I don't. And so I was just really struggling one year with, I need to start really exercising. And so her advice to me is just do it for an hour. Just get out there and do something for an hour. And I looked at her and I said, you have just overwhelmed me because that's not sustainable to start just an hour. So, you know, in her, in her mindset, it's like, well, no, an hour short. And in mine, it was so overwhelming. So it's so funny. Um, and so I think it's just like, just start if it's, 15 minutes, it's Absolutely. 10 minutes, just do something and, and sit in a rocking chair and just, like you said, either listening or just reading God's word, just having that time that, you know, maybe you just, you start out in those small steps. And then in that time, ask God, okay, what, what does a retreat look like for me? And when can I, um, you know, make that happen? Well, we're going to have to take a quick break right now. And, and when then we will come back and this is such a relevant and, and a significant topic, especially as we're going into new year to kind of get a new rhythm in your life. We'll be right back with girlfriend at radio. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. 
Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. There are mixed opinions of how often you should step on the scale and weigh yourself. These recommendations range from weighing yourself every day to never weighing at all. Some will say never to weigh yourself, but to go by the way your clothes feel. If they're tight, you should try to lose weight. If they fit or are loose, then your weight is fine. That theory sounds good, but it doesn't really work. It's important to weigh yourself every day. First thing in the morning is best. If you know you have to step on the scale every morning, you'll be less likely to have that second helping of food at dinner. Be sure to weigh yourself at the same time, since your weight can fluctuate during the day. Keep aware of your daily weight and adjust your eating accordingly. If you feel your weight is creeping up, then lighten your eating that day or until your weight gets back to its optimal number. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we have been chatting with Letitia Sook, the author of Get Away with God, The Every Woman's Guide to Personal Retreat. And Letitia is a personal life coach. She is also a speaker for all kinds of women's events and retreats, as well as a hospital chaplain. Um, And you've been doing that for nearly a decade. And I... As, as I find out, you know, the more you unpack all the things that an individual does, okay. I, I'm sure you have some amazing stories about being a hospital chaplain. And I, I just have to say, I, I find that I just have so much respect for people who, who can go and just sit and be and talk to someone that is in the hospital. And I'm sure in those moments, you are having some amazing quiet time with God as well as you're sitting there, you know, next to someone in a hospital bed. And have you had some just really neat experiences, just aha moments as, as a chaplain? All the time. And being, I didn't become a chaplain until I was in my mid-50s. And it was a, a dream that started when I, about 30 years prior in my mid-20s when I met a hospital chaplain. And spoke with him and said, so what do you do? And he said, well, you just, you know, you meet with people and you encourage them and you pray for them. And and my response at that time was, and you get paid for that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He said, yes. So I thought, wow, I would love that. I have a real excitement about what I call stranger ministry, which is those opportunities to speak with a stranger, usually that only occur one time. The person on the airplane, the, um, you know, maybe the other someone in line with you at the grocery store. And I think that God has these opportunities so often for us that are easy to miss. But I went, I wanted to be a hospital chaplain so I could have the, the stranger ministry, these one-time conversations over and over again with, with, of course, different people all the time. So it has been, wow, so exciting to do that. There, mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of hard points with it as well. I will certainly say that. But to have that, just to be able to be that person that that is there in that moment um, is really powerful. 
Well, and you know what, and, and it is, it's, it's just your presence so many times. And, you know, people in the hospital are in those sometimes crisis mode and, and they're a little more open at times in those situations mm-hmm. um, Very much than so. they would yeah. normally be. And, and it is a great opportunity to just sit with somebody in that, in that space and just be with them to comfort them and to encourage them. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's, um, it is interesting because, and a lot of times it's not just the one person, but you can really reach an entire family mm. um, because it's just rarely just one person in, in the hospital, but you have several people that you can impact at the same time, um, which is just amazing, you know, it's very interesting. But it goes back to, like like you said, showing up and just sitting with people and you know, that's hard to do. And, 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 you know, showing up and sitting with yourself and God, mm. you know, and then that's uh-huh. kind of what we're talking about is even getting these rhythms in your life that are sustainable that, you know, and each person is different. I know, um, Patty and I, you know, over the years we've talked about, you know, ha- having your, your quiet time. Cause we were both raised in the church and, you know, having quiet times. And uh-huh. you know, first it was like, you know, it has to look like this it has to be the structure. It has to be first thing in the morning. It Use has to be all acronym. this. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, all these formulas kind of thing. And then when you realize, <clears throat> you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And cause I think we even went into, I know I did went into quiet times with a lot of guilt because it's like, oh, well, yeah. I didn't do it probably long enough. Um, I didn't probably do it at the right time. I don't have spiritual discipline. I don't. Yeah. And so (laughs) if we can can just take those expectations off and go, God is not critiquing us and he doesn't have a scorecard. He's just saying, show up and meet me. Just crave me. You know, I want to have this relationship. Well, we, we finally got to the point where a few times... We were rushing and we said, can we do quiet time out loud? Yes. Can we do it together? (laughs) Because we were meeting every morning and sometimes, you know, I'd have my kids on the floor a few times. Actually, you got bombarded with like a Lego in your head from them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It It was dangerous to have quiet time. (laughs) Um, But I just think, you know, like you're you're talking about the creativity, Mm -hmm. even in your quiet time. So you don't get bored with it. It's not the same thing and mix it up. And, you know, what works in your schedule mm-hmm. then and, and your season of life. Mm-hmm. And, but, it, you know, focus is how can I focus on God? You know, just being in that and, and asking the questions of him and just looking at it. It's just, this is a relationship. How yeah. do I nurture this and make time for it like I would anybody else? Uh-huh. And I think it's so easy because God doesn't scream for our attention like, you know, our children or our spouse or friends or obligations. And we tend to, because of that, we like later, later mentality. And then later doesn't happen sometimes. So how do you really make an appointment with God and go, I'm carving out this time. And this is going to be, this is a non-negotiable time um, to do that. And I, I know I constantly struggle because, you know, there's hardly any two days that are the same or, or weeks. And so it's, it's like trying, just being creative and, not always feeling guilty because when you start feeling guilty, then you stop. Yeah. And that's right. exactly what the enemy wants. Yeah. To separate you through the guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, how can our listeners find this book and find out more about you? And what is something you would just love them to walk away with just to understanding? And, 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 and here's another question because we asked about 10 at one time. Um, <laughs> so you can pick a certain one you want to answer. Okay. Um, what did you discover in the writing of this book for you yourself? Like what did you realize as an out that you were maybe not expecting, um, as an outcome? 
So pick whichever question you would like there. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> let me, I'd like to so dovetail a little bit on what you were just talking about before you asked me the questions about that, that time alone with God. And I, uh, quite, a, quite a while back, I felt like I really finally got it, the whole idea. Do you remember the story? It's a parallel Jesus is telling, and every it's about the woman that put in her, her little mite or her two, her two pennies. Different translations have it different ways. And, and he was saying that she's commended because she put in all that she had in contrast to the people that were just, you know, dumping buckets of money in. And I think that God ask that from us. What is all what is all that you have today? And sometimes all that we have is, is two minutes instead of the two cents. But to to give God that two minutes or some days we have twenty minutes or some days we have two hours or sometime we might have two days in a retreat. But to come back to what it what what is my all today and to know that God is satisfied with that. Whatever it is. So I just want and want to encourage the um the listeners to and that's, I think, how we can avoid that whole guilt thing is this is what I had today, and so this is what I gave today. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, a, that's a good tip, yes. Um, too, I'm, I'm trying to get the other questions running in okay, my so mind. Okay, what, so what is something that you unexpectedly learned in the process of writing this? In the process of writing it, and I, I wrote, um, I tried to envision every possible scenario, which is, I mean, there's chapters that are that have schedules in them. I mean, hour by hour schedules, half hour schedules. And there's there's chapters that um answer those kind of questions like should I fast? You know, should I do silence? Can I bring a friend? So I tried to envision all of the different scenarios of the readers and what their experience might be in coming and, and felt like that that that's because that's what God was was speaking, that there are so many different types of us that each of us is so unique and that there will be a unique retreat for everyone who, who seeks after that. Seek me and you will find me. And it's not going to look like your girlfriend's retreat. It's not going to look like the retreat you took, you know, last year. It's going to be different. And that there is just that permission to to get away with God and to and to have him design what that's going to look like. So I kind of knew that in a sense when I started writing, but as as the words Sometimes, I mean, as a writer, some days there's such a struggle. You just kind of back to watching the watch again. Oh, my gosh, I've sat here 10 minutes, and I've written like three words. But other times when I felt like the words were just flowing, you know, out of my mind into my hands on the keyboard. And those were those times where I felt like it was, I want to invite all of my women to do this. And so each one is going to find a fit here somewhere. So that would be my takeaway. And that, that's, that's good. I think, and not comparing our quiet times and our personal retreats with other people and what they did. Do you find that you do a lot of journaling during these times? (laughs) Well, I'm a writer, so journaling comes really very naturally to me. So to me, a thought is not fully thought through without writing it down. So, but that, that's just me again. and, And I have friends that, you know, you say journal and they wrinkle their nose like, oh, I can't do that. So I think that it's back to finding what works for you, and journaling works for me. So journaling is a big part of my retreat because um, I just need to write stuff down. But I think other women can have a wonderful, very powerful, valid retreat without doing that. So, again, it's finding what is your rhythm with God, what works. Mm-hmm. Well, and besides your book and besides the Bible, 
Are there some, um, some tools that you or some books that you have found have been helpful just in preparing and, and planning and experiencing your retreats? There is a book that I read when I took my very first retreat back in the late 70s, and it's called Disciplines of the Beautiful Woman by Ann Ortland. And it just came along at the right time for me. And being a life coach, I do like a lot of structure. I like, I like patterns. I like to know what's coming next, which, of course, none of that works very well at the hospital because you never know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. But, and that book really encouraged me to make not just goals for right now, but goals for the next five years, for the rest of my life, kind of the character kind of goals. And so it was just right up my alley of how to organize your days in your life. And so that became um, a real foundation for my early retreats, was just kind of returning back to that book, Disciplines of the Beautiful Woman by Ann Ortland. Hmm. That's good. Also, it's always helpful. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And I also ha- uh, wrote a book um, about gosh, maybe six years ago now, called Rhythms of Renewal, which um, is mm. along those same lines of just kind of finding those practices that, to live our life from the inside out. Well, we have just so enjoyed having you on, on our show and just hearing your insights and, and learning from your experience and just the challenge to really make that time for the, that personal time with God, whatever form that looks like, and, and not to re- compare and compete with other people, but really each one of us has a unique relationship with God, and mm-hmm. just to build upon that and enjoy it and, <clears throat> excuse me, sit in that moment with God mm-hmm. and um, let love on us. A lot of times we don't receive that love, and how do we just learn to sit there and just receive that? So thank you again for sharing your heart and your soul and your book. And we just encourage our readers to um, go get your book. So thanks for joining our show. And thanks for listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty and Lisa. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful time. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show.